Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody and our recording of Christmas Stalking, an original. That's S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G. That's an original scenario for the Call of Cthulhu 7th edition role-playing game by me, Jared Logan. With me, I have just amazing, beautiful, awesome players. I'm so excited to sit down with them. Rena, Scott, Cup, and Becca. What's up, guys? Hey. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know I had Fonzie instead of Becca. <laughs> the Fonz is here. You got any jukeboxes? I'll repair them with my fists. Yes. So uh, welcome. I hope everybody is in the Christmas spirit because as you may have noted from the title, this will be a holiday themed scenario. Is everybody getting ready for the holiday? Are you in the Christmas spirit at all? I already have my tree up. I don't know if anybody else is is that quick. Yeah, we we did it. Day after Thanksgiving, it is up. Oh, gosh. I've already run my first Christmas scenario, and it was before Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Criminal. That's very in the spirit. You're like CVS in how early you are. (laughs) It's pre-Mariah Carey. uh, CVS puts up its Christmas stuff on September 8th. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween stuff was up on June 3rd Uh (laughs) That's in the manual, yeah Yes, they have to do that Well, I hope everybody's in the spirit Because this will be some holiday horror And uh, why not, let's just just mention one more thing before we start This being a Call of Cthulhu one-shot scenario There is a chance, maybe even a likelihood, that you will die. If your character dies, please hang out and make fun of the rest of us, taunting us, questioning our decisions, including mine. And then if another character happens to happen into the story, you might be able to take that character on. Um, So uh, be ready to do that and be ready to even suggest that if uh, you see an opportunity for that after you have died. Okay. Well, now I want to die first so I can MST3K this whole thing. 
<laughs> Perfect. Uh, that is welcome and encouraged. Okay. So let us begin. I want you all to imagine a movie screen. And uh, and you're sitting in a in a seedy theater when you look at this movie screen. The seat you're on is broken, and there's like a bunch of unsavory characters sitting in there. One guy's just openly smoking. The the floors are sticky. You think you saw a cockroach, and the screen is all grainy as a image of a beautiful house, three stories, lit up for Christmas with Christmas lights, appears on screen with snow falling. Lots of snow. It's it, it it's it's a beautiful picturesque scene, and then on the screen come the words "Christmas stocking," and then maybe there is instead of a jolly song, a dun like sort of ominous song. As we slowly, slowly pan in on the window into the house, and we see as we pass the door that there are some Greek letters on the front of the house, and then we pan into the window to a small Christmas party. The year is 1981. The date is December 23rd. Most of the students have left to go home for the holiday, but some of the members of the Kappa Sig sorority here in Corinth, New York, are still at their sorority house. And because a lot of people are gone, they've decided to have a little shindig. So uh, with us are our player characters. And uh, those characters can sort of introduce themselves in the scenes to follow. But we have we have Nancy, played by Rena, right? We have Anne, played by Scott. We have Gina, played by Becca. And finally, we have Kirsten, played by Cup. And uh, you all are kind of uh, sipping eggnog, probably with a little something in it. Maybe you're just taking your liquor straight, and you're hanging out with uh, a couple guests that are here. Um, there's David, who is, uh, I believe that's Nancy's boyfriend. There's Julian, who is Anne's boyfriend. Mrs. Tully, who is the house mother of the Kappa Sig sorority. You know, back in 1981, they had house mothers who would do the cooking and cleaning. Maybe they still have those. I'm not sure. I was never in a sorority, but Mrs. Tully, the sort of plump, matronly woman who sort of takes care of the house, and uh, another sorority member who is not leaving for her Christmas break until tomorrow, Christmas Eve, named Lori. And you're all standing around. You've got the Christmas music going, rocking around the Christmas tree. And uh, I will give you a moment to... um, Maybe, uh, you know, uh, if you want me to set a scene, I can. Or does someone want to tell me what you think your character's doing at this little, uh, this little eggnog get-together? Gina's doing a little doctoring of the eggnog bowl. <laughs> it already had alcohol, but not up to Gina's level of preferredness. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And Kirsten's doing the same thing, but she's adding coffee to the to the punch bowl (laughs) she 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 needs she needs a little more kick she's got to start studying there are exams coming up in january kirsten it's a holiday break what are you even doing i know but you know like i i just need my coffee what time is it nighttime yes it is nighttime it's a morning holiday party (laughs) yeah i need my uh 10 p.m coffee you know how i am i i I like my coffee strong and my men weak okay well you know what (laughs) 
<laughs> now that you put it that way, I cannot argue. I'll, I'll take some of that in mind. Yeah, coffee and liquor go hand in hand. I mean, you saw my sweater. It says like uh, getting into the holiday spirits and has cocktail glasses. This like huge puffy sweater. I have also thought about my holiday sweater. Uh, <laughs> Gina is wearing a bright red Christmas sweater and it's got two side by sn- snowmen, snow people. And the nose of each is a puffy puff ball. That comes out, but it's like right on the nipple. Perfect. <laughs> she did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, that feels very 1981 and very, very holiday themed. Um, so, Kirsten, uh, as you are uh, trying to make the uh, make the refreshments less alcoholic, Julian, who is Anne's boyfriend, sidles up to you and says to everybody, by the way, Julian has a big head of hair that goes down his back a little bit. But he's got a very Roman nose. He's a very studious slash handsome looking type. He's going to be a writer, you understand. And he says to everybody, I think Kirsten needs to loosen up. Why don't we uh, go skiing? And he pulls out a little bit of cocaine. Kirsten, come on. It's time to loosen up. Why don't you try some? Oh, my God, you're talking to me. Uh, she's very attracted to this man. Um, if you like coffee, oh, get ready. You're going to love cocaine. But uh, he's also <laughs> kind of making fun of Kirsten. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, whatever you want, Julian. I think uh, I was going to stay up all night anyway, studying. And uh, I mean, I've heard about what cocaine does. I think it maybe it'll help me. Mrs. Tully sees this and says, oh, no, 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 no. We can't be having this in the sorority. No, Julian. But she's not really moving to stop anyone. (laughs) Sorry, Mrs. Tully, as Gina just takes them and turns over to the table with her back away from Mrs. Tully and just does just a little, just a little bump. Oh, (laughs) Gina didn't need any extra encouragement. Gina, make a con roll. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. My con is 80. Let's go. I rolled 83. 83. Okay, so that is a fail. So, uh, Gina, I need you to be a little more reckless and confident for a little while. (laughs) Amazing. You know, I chose the character sheet that was already what I always have to play. Yeah. So there you go. I, I think Kirsten's like staring at Anne looking for help right now because Julian's very intimidating to her. Anne looks absolutely mortified by all this. She's sitting there on the couch, hugging her knees, just watching Julian dishing out cocaine to everyone. Every now and then it looks like she's about to say something, and then she just colours a bit and looks down. Uh, Gina, can I eat it? I don't want to put anything up my nose. I'm pretty sure you can stick it anywhere. Okay. uh... Don't eat it, Kirsten. That's a waste. Don't eat it. Uh, but I used to take a medicine that was sublingual and I put it under my tongue. So maybe I'll do that and I'll absorb it really fast, right? And then she just takes her finger and dips it in the cocaine and puts it under her tongue. Kirsten, you are a pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How does that feel, Kirsten? <sighs> it feels like a con roll. <laughs> Mrs. Tully again. I, put it away. Put it away, everybody. Put it away. Good Lord. There are cookies. That's enough of a high for anyone. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can make a con roll, but yeah, your con roll is, um, your con roll is a, what do you call it? A bonus die. Oh, okay. Nice. Ooh, I got a 17 on the first roll. Okay. You succeed. And another one. So, oh no, that's a zero. So I got a seven. 
An extreme success. <laughs> An extreme success. Um, you really didn't take very much. Uh, you just yeah. took like a tiny little bit and it's not going to affect you. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, I, I am a pro, Gina. <laughs> David, uh, Nancy's boyfriend, has his arm around Nancy and, uh, you know, his big, heavy, muscular arm hanging over your shoulders, uh, Nancy. And he says, babe, you want to get in on this? Oh, uh, Dave is uh, muscly, and um, uh, he, even his face is kind of muscly, and he has uh, black hair that is also uh, too long in the back uh, for anyone's taste. But in 1981, I guess that sort of thing was okay. Davy, cocaine is so 1971. That's what our parents did. And Nancy's wearing this big green sweater she considers to be an ugly Christmas sweater. It's got Christmas trees all over it with what most people would think are sequins on it, but it's actually Swarovski crystals. <laughs> and they glitter and clink around as she moves. Nancy, where did you get that sweater? Must have been like a billion dollars. Oh, this old thing? I got it from uh, mom. That's all. Hand-me-downs. That's what makes it ugly, right? You make a great point. Your mother has terrible taste. I can't believe she brought Davy. <laughs> David has already moved forward and has uh, and has done a line at, with as much skill and acumen as Gina. And uh, I will just let you know that the other sorority member who is here, Lori, is sort of just staring out the window as the snow goes down. Don't turn to her and say, "Is everything all right, Lori?" I'm just worried about this snow. It's uh, it's really coming down. Oh, we don't have anywhere to go, so we're warm in here. We'll be fine. I mean, I have to, I have to get the bus tomorrow and, and get all the way home. I, I can't miss Christmas at my family's. Well, they'll have the snow plows out by tomorrow. It'll be fine. Gloria, we need you here. What? Your family's not even going to miss you. They probably don't even notice you're not there. I just can't believe Steven stood me up. Yeah, that sucks. Where was he again? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I called his room and he's not answering. Well, he was kind of an asshole, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, we had a little fight, but like nothing that would make him miss out on coke and spiked eggnog. Okay, uh, if I can be frank with you, I really think Steven, uh, as Justin said, is a total dickhead. Maybe you need to cut him loose. Maybe that's maybe it's the time because I've heard mm -hmm. and I don't want to say this. I hate to say this, but I did hear maybe he stepped it out a little bit. Gina. And you didn't hear it from me. Gina, you know what? I don't need to hear your gossip right now. You're a gossip and you you make things up, to be honest with you. You, you don't you, you, you make things up. And I just like I don't need to hear your drama right now. Gina gets an inch away from Lori's face and whispers, If you didn't like my gossip, then maybe you shouldn't have pledged because I am the queen of this sorority that's name I remember, okay? <laughs> Mrs. Tully comes in, more cookies, everyone, more cookies, and uh, tries to sort of break it up by, uh, you know, trying to feed you both. Gina walks away fluffing her giant super hairsprayed hair. A whole can of Aquanet went into this thing. And says, you know, I don't eat Mrs. Tully. <laughs> Does another line of calculus. <laughs> Lori, Lori, it's snowing in here, too. Come on, get over here. Let's loosen up a little bit. Uh, Julian has uh, already brought the uh, tray over to Anne and is like, oh. uh, go ahead. Come on, we promised we were going to do this together. No, not, not now. Not now, Julian, not now. 
You're being like really stiff and sort of unfun tonight, Anne. Look, I, I, I just got a lot on my mind. Okay, I just got a lot on my mind, and Anne just bursts into tears and runs out of the room. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, maybe we need to liven things up a little. You know what I think would help is maybe a game. Uh, how about spin the bottle? She chucks whatever's <laughs> left of whatever she was spiking the, <laughs> the eggnog with and puts it on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Julian, you can sit across from me. No, I guess I have to go and follow and hold on. Oh, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> David's like, I'll play uh, and immediately sits down. Uh, Julian follows you, Anne. Where do you go? There are three floors. Your room is on the second floor. There's a kitchen, a dining room, a sort of study room where Mrs. Tully does the books down here on the first floor. You could go up to your your room on the second floor, or on the third floor is Mrs. Tully's room. No, what Anne's done is gone through to the kitchen to try to find a carton of eggnog that doesn't have any booze in it yet and is just pouring a glass of that with a a shaking hand. Julian walks into the kitchen and says, Anne, get back in the living room. I'll be there in a moment, okay? Is there something you're not telling me? Because it feels like you're thinking about something and you're not sharing it with me. And you know I love you, right? Like... You can tell me anything, and then he kind of moves toward you aggressively. I'll recoil slightly and then stop myself, and then just look up at him. (laughs) What are we to each other, really? What are we? I love you. But but, will you still love me next year? Will you still love me in five years? Where's all this going? And he runs his hand <laughs> hand through his ample hair and is like, I don't want to have this conversation again, okay? This is a night for us to, you know, uh, let loose a little bit before we have to go spend it with our horrible families, okay? You know, I, I'm going to have to deal with like 48 hours of my stepmother starting tomorrow, all right? So I just I just thought we could kind of let loose a little bit and have fun without having this conversation for the 400th time. Jesus! All right, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if, you had, if you had a family of your own, would that be different? A family of my own? Forget I said anything, and 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 I'll just grab the the glass and then go back through to the living room. And so that's why nursing is so important for your health. <laughs> You're an inspiration to us all, Gina. <laughs> At this point, Mrs. Tully's like, "Oh, what the hay!" And she does a line of coke. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna be a nurse. It's okay. Nancy's feeling a bit left out, so she's going to do a line. <laughs> Amazing. She, she gives in to peer pressure. Okay. <laughs> Give me that con roll, Nancy. Absolutely. And this is how sororities function. <laughs> I got a 12 under 50. You got a 12. Um, you know what? You feel the effects in a nice way, but you're able to handle it. I guess mm-hmm. maybe Nancy has some experience or maybe she just has that kind of constitution. She found some in her dad's uh, drawer one day, and she was 
got hooked on it pretty quickly, trying to break the habit. But, you know, it's just so good. Oh, yeah. Maybe everybody's a little bit taken aback by how quickly and easily Nancy uh, takes on the uh, cocaine. Um, (laughs) Nancy, I didn't expect this from you. Nobody does. So what's this game? He looks, he's looking at Gina. You said that we're going to play a game, so. Okay. So she's chewing gum. (laughs) It tastes like eggnog now. So, David, if you want to go first, what you're going to do is we all sit around in a circle on the floor and you spin the bottle. Do you get it? And then you're going to make out with whoever it lands on. (sighs) Sorry, Nancy, it's the game. It's not us. It's not me. It doesn't even count if it's in a game. Oh, it's totally fine. Uh, Lori says, oh, my God, are you really going to do this? We used to do this when we were like. 13 years old. That's so immature, Gina. Lori, she gets real close again. If you have a problem with me and you just want to <laughs> like step out in the snow right now, uh, we can handle that. I think you already stepped out in the snow, Gina. I'm going to bed. And Lori starts to march upstairs. Lori, Lori, don't you know, Gina's just like this, especially when she's been doing a little bit too much of the, you know, mimics tipping a bit of a bottle. (laughs) She doesn't mean it. She doesn't mean it. Come on. We're all having a great time. We just want to have a great Christmas party. You don't need to go off in a huff. I mean it, Nance. (laughs) Shut up, Gina. Tell her I mean it. Lori, can you tell Julian to come in here for the game? Nancy, I'm just I'm really tired and I and I just I'm really I'm really pissed at Steven, so thanks, Nance, but I'm just going to bed. And she walks up the stairs. Julian is totally into spin the bottle. He thinks it'll be a real freak. That's what he says. And then he he starts to tell a story, which he often does, holding court uh, among everybody and trying to make them laugh with a story. Let's see how he does on his story. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to tell the whole story. I'm just going to roll for him. And, oh, he does really well. He succeeds hard. So everybody is laughing their ass off as he's like, and they didn't even know that the eggs were in the bag the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're so hot. Uh, Funny. Totally true. (laughs) I I think I think Anne is the only person in the room who isn't laughing. She's trying to look cheerful. She's tried to force a smile, but... Yeah, and uh, Julian spins the bottle, and it lands on Nancy. Uh, And that's when David goes, this game is stupid. Nance, let's go. Let's go upstairs. (laughs) Oh, come on, Davey. Loosen up. I'm loose. I just I just don't want to play a game from when we were like when we were like kids. Like, I just want to like I mean, why would I spin the bottle when I can like spin the Nancy? Okay, David, when you sat down in this circle, you made a commitment to follow through on this game. And so Julian and Nancy need to swap spit. Let's go. Yeah, Nancy's just ignoring everybody having this little argument and she <laughs> leans in and snogs Julian. Um, Julian, and now it's not a full makeout or anything, but Julian snogs just a second too long. And David's like, Fuck this, man. And goes and pours a big glass of uh, whiskey. Gina is foaming at the mouth at the joy of the gossip that is unfolding before her very eyes. And Nancy is is slightly looking over at Davy as he's getting his whiskey, just trying to see how just how jealous he's getting. Uh, well, Anne is certainly looking daggers at Nancy. 
Okay, my turn. <laughs> While all this is going on, I can just tell you that through through the little the sticks in the banister, eyes are watching as these young people kiss, and a, a, a breath is going. <sighs> Can I roll for listen? Uh, you may. Okay. Oh my god, that's a two. That's an extreme success, I'm sure of it. You hear, uh, you hear something at the top of the stairs. <laughs> uh, what was that? I look around for the source of the noise and feel the hairs on the back of my neck prick up. You see a shadowy figure uh, move back up up all the way up the stairs uh, out of uh, view of you. Uh, I, I just assume it's Lori, right? She's watching us. She's spying on us. That bitch. <laughs> Stop stalling, Gina. Everyone wants a turn. <laughs> okay, okay. I spin. <laughs> and, and, and I think as you spin it this time, and I mean, who's, who's been pretty quiet throughout this, suddenly gets up, a face like thunder, grabs the bottle, takes it through to the kitchen, and you hear it smash as she throws it into the garbage. Party pooper! Nancy starts applauding. Anne's gotten up some nerve. What a Christmas miracle! I didn't get to kiss anybody yet. Uh, Julian says, Anne, what the hell? Yeah, you didn't get to kiss anybody. It's a bummer. I grab David <laughs> just to smooch him. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, my God. Uh, David hangs on just a little too long. Uh, and uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to close in on those broken pieces of bottle, sort of glinting and reflecting the Christmas lights that are blinking on and off outside. And then I want to ask everybody how the night ends before they go to bed. In a screaming net match with Nancy, I think. <laughs> yes. Is that, does that sound right for your character, Nancy? Yeah, sounds about right, because we weren't in the game at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. The spirit of the game holds true for the whole evening. That's not how it works, Gina. Oh, yeah? Tell that to your tongue and Julian's. I'm pretty sure you're the one stepping out with Steven, right? That's got to be you. You shut up right now. I'm done with this. I slam the door to my room and then I revel in the joy of the havoc I've caused. Yeah, you run upstairs to the dark hallway and then you run into your room and you slam the door. Kirsten, how does the night end for you? Kirsten is on the front porch in the snow, in the cold, crying and practicing kissing on her own hand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like maybe this game will pick up tomorrow or later tonight. <laughs> Oh. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Um, how long? How long does she stay out there? Um, well, it's pretty cold, but she does have a big, comfy sweater on, so probably ten minutes. Okay, and then she goes up to bed, or? Yeah, I think she's gonna like kind of mill around the living room to see if any of the boyfriends are planning to break up with you know Anne or Nancy, and maybe give her a shot. Maybe she spends a minute staring down at the broken glass in the trash can, uh, ruminating on what might have been. Uh, very good. Anne, how do you think the night ends for you? Well, Anne goes back up to her room, and knowing that Julian is almost certainly going to follow her, 
she locks the door to the room and then just sits on the bed and cries. For a little while, there's like at the door, like a shaking of the knob. Oh, and not a chainsaw. Okay. and and yeah i mean the the camera just sees Anne sitting there head down her fingers and her ears just trying to ignore this shaking and uh nancy um what happens to you how do you end the night you just see nancy glaring daggers at davy and after her argument with gina She debates whether or not she's going to have an argument with him and then decides he's not worth it anyway. And she's going to go off to go off to bed. David is following you and going, Nance, what? It was the game. It was just the game. It was out of the game. And you're the one who said you didn't want to play anyway. Um, He gets down on his knees and goes, babe, come on. You know, I'm devoted. Come on, babe. Where did you learn that word? (laughs) Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Come on, it was just a bit of fun. It didn't mean anything. Actually, her breath smelled horrible. Hey! (laughs) I I made a roll for Nancy to see how she reacts to this. Mm -hmm. And we see the camera kind of pulling it onto her face. She just sort of sighs and rubs her temples and says... All right. All right. It is Christmas. Just you didn't have to look like you were enjoying it so much. I didn't want Gina to feel bad. Gina never feels bad about anything. And so you guys spend the night together. You and Dave. Yes. Okay. Cut to the next morning. I don't know who wakes up first, but looking at your window, you see that the thick clouds are still pouring snow down on the sorority house. And it's so thick and dark and gray that no sun is breaking through. It's one of those it's one of those winter days where everything is gray and cold uh, and, and outside looks like an icy wasteland. Kirsten will go downstairs to help Mrs. Tolley make breakfast. Very good. Um, Kirsten, as you uh, start to go down the stairs, Mrs. Tully is right behind you. You know, you and Mrs. Tully often help each other make breakfast. And you are surprised to find as you uh, go down the stairs that Christmas music is really loudly blaring from the living room. And the uh, trees and lights that Mrs. Tully usually shuts off at night are all on. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, (laughs) but the fire is so Delightful. Turn it just... it off. Gina stomps down. Mrs. Tully, this is a little much, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who turned it on? Who who did this? Um, she uh, walks downstairs and uh, turns off the hi-fi. I, I thought it was you. Um, no. I, probably a prank. One of the girls, Anne, was really pissed off last night, so maybe she did it. Gina, you woke us up. I didn't do this. She's standing at the top of the stairs wearing like a sheer pink robe, but underneath is matching like pink lingerie. And she's like, what? I'm covered. And you see big curlers in her hair as she's continually spraying (laughs) hairspray while a cigarette's hanging out of her mouth. (laughs) Uh, You woke me up with that disgusting noise. Kirsten and Gina can make spot hidden rolls since they're in the scene right now. Probably not great. Let's see. Fail. Okay. Hmm. I failed as well. Could I push that roll by like running into the 
the area where all the lights are on and the, the radio is blaring or even into the kitchen? Um, you can run into the living room where all the decorations have been turned on. That's what you want to do. Yeah. I, I want to see who's down here. Like I always wake up first, so I'm kind of offended that this has happened. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow you to push it. Okay. As that's happening, I rolled for luck to see if I light anything on fire with the cigarette, cigarette and hairspray <laughs> combination. And that was also a fail. Oh God. I did <laughs> fail my push roll as well. Did you light me on fire? Oh, Oh, God. <laughs> I'm at the top of the stairs still. Yeah, no problem. Um, you can inspect the scene however you want or go about your daily business. And uh, I will ask Nancy and David and Anne what they, they do early in the morning. You probably hear a little bit of a commotion downstairs. I'm screaming a little bit as I put out whatever I lit on fire, which I think was some of my hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Anne... Didn't sleep a wink last night, so, yeah, hearing all this commotion, she's got to come out. She's got uh, a sort of a pastel-coloured toweling uh, robe on over some very practical pyjamas and, and is just coming out looking around to see what all the commotion is. And you may make a spot-hidden roll. And uh, what about Nancy and David? I think Davey can sleep through anything. Like, he's just a really, really, really heavy sleeper. But Nancy, yes. <laughs> Nancy wakes up and she comes out wearing this really plush, fluffy bathrobe that probably costs a few hundred dollars, even though it's just a silly old bathrobe, over like very tiny, tiny pajama shorts and one of Davey's t shirts. <laughs> and she just comes out with a cup of and gets a cup of water. And pours it over Gina's hair because this has happened before and she knows what to do in this kind of situation. <laughs> Thank you, darling. She has not put out the cigarette and continues to smoke <laughs> as she walks downstairs. <laughs> this is also normal. Um, I forgot to give you a negative consequence for your failed push roll. Oh, no. Oh, my friend, uh, my friend Kirsten. And so I I'm going to say that rushing into the room, you were not uh, cognizant of some gifts that had been placed on the floor. They were not there last night. And now I'm going to make a roll to see which one you step in. <laughs> You kind of step onto the box, which is covered in brightly colored wrapping paper, and you kind of crush it under your foot. Let's see here. I think a D6 will do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you uh, smash the, uh, the uh, present open, and you smash a glass bottle that was inside of it. Oh, no. Um, I'm barefooted. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> you cut your foot a little bit. Damn it. What? Can I see what it is? Is there like liquid pouring out of it or? Yeah, this gift, you can see a big, a big uh, label that it's uh, addressed to Anne. Mm. And you can see that you have smashed what looks like a little medicine bottle inside of it. Oh, my God. What? Who put these here? Uh, Miss Tully, my foot's bleeding. Calm down. I can help. I'm a nursing student. Hello. Kirsten, sit on the couch. Uh, and Gina's going to take a look at the injury. Okay, very good. Kirsten's looking for help from Mrs. Tully, like doesn't trust Gina at all. Mrs. Tully is like, oh my, what is this? And she walks over and there are gifts for Gina, Nancy, Kirsten, and the one that Kirsten stepped on is for Anne. And there's a gift for Lori as well. Uh, and they were not here last night. And how did your spot hidden go? It was not a success. 
Okay, very good. Um, you may investigate whatever you want, or you may just respond to what's happening here. And Nancy, did you do anything when you came into the room? I was putting up. Other than pour water Gina's on uh, Gina's hair. Yeah. It's fine. I didn't need that curl. <laughs> I would start cleaning up the, the mess that Kirsten left because we can't leave this. It's such a pretty scene. And oh, we're going to have to get something else for Anne. Who left these here anyway? Um, the uh, bottle you're cleaning up is arsenic. Oh. Can you touch arsenic? Uh, what happens when arsenic goes into someone's foot? <laughs> Mm. Oh, can I see if Gina knows? Uh, yeah, let's say you want to roll. You, you can roll medicine to see if you know. Okay, <laughs> let me see if I know medicine at all or if I want to argue. Okay, I know a little bit of medicine. Here we go. That's a 24 under 40. Um, I'm going to, can I spend for, do we have uh, luck to spend? You do. You do. My house rule is you can only spend 10 points of luck at any one time. I have made a hard success, Jared. A hard success. Um, you know, uh, you're not sure that arsenic will, like, that she'll absorb it into her bloodstream, but it's not good. So no. <laughs> um, with that roll, I'll rule that you can immediately treat it and stop it. You know, basically just, like, wash it out real quick and make sure it doesn't affect her. Give me this. I drag her one-footed so she's hopping behind to the kitchen to stick the foot <laughs> under the faucet. Cigarette stub <laughs> still hanging out of the mouth as I stop. And there's like fluffy pink bunnies on my slippers bouncing as we do this. I can't get my foot up there. I told you. Uh, you can and it really you hurts. will. You, you ever heard of, of jazzercise? <laughs> and I yank, <laughs> yank you into the standing splits. Oh, God. <laughs> Gina knows all about getting her foot up there. Nancy mutters. <laughs> that hurts more than the uh, the arsenic, I think. Mrs. Tully says, "Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, I'll 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 make tea." And then she goes into the kitchen. Who would have wrapped up arsenic? This is some kind of prank, Gina. Was this you? I am working right now, Nance. Did she say arsenic? Yeah, Anne Anne has meanwhile got a, a wet cloth to try to clean some of the blood off the carpet before it stains and seeing the broken bottle of arsenic sitting there is just looking at the label and say is this, is this some kind of joke who, who, who put this here under the tree addressed me who, who who do that i don't know it's just uh some kind of silly prank or something uh it was probably gina oh it's not funny uh no Pranks usually aren't. After washing Kirsten's foot out, I tie a, a kitchen towel very tightly around the wound and then head back into the living room. Wasn't me. What's, what's in the other presents? Well, they're right there. There's one addressed to uh, each of you and Lori, although Anne's has already been revealed. <laughs> yeah, so Anne's just going to start handing them out to everyone. So open them. Carefully. Very carefully, please. This is some kind of sick joke if they sent you arsenic. I don't know if I want to open mine. Kirsten pokes her head out the opening to the kitchen and says, uh, does everybody want breakfast surprise? Yes, please. You might want to come in here first, Kirsten. We're going to see what's in these boxes. Yeah. And you were cleaning blood off the floor, right? Uh, oh, Nancy was doing it as well. So both of you were. Um, so uh, no spot hidden necessary. After you clean up the blood from Kirsten's foot, you notice that there is some more blood on the floor. It is near the fireplace and it is dripping from the stockings that are hanging there. 
Fine, I'll open it. Gina opens her gift. She opens her gift? Okay. Gina, you open your gift, which is really hefty when you pick it up, uh, and it kind of jangles around. And when you get it open, there is a huge, big, heavy, like, wrench inside. Okay. Yeah, it's like a big, rusty, like, wrench. It looks like you could really bean someone with it. And I will go ahead and tell you that Gina has a 30% chance of hitting with it, and it uh, deals 1d6 damage. A wrench for a wench. <laughs> Excuse me, Nan. <laughs> what? Say that to my face. You did. <laughs> just saying what we're all thinking, still staring at the blood dripping from the stockings. Just Yeah, I, I, Anne has very hesitantly gone up to the stockings and looking very much like she does not want to be doing this, <laughs> has picked one of them up. It smells, Anne. Oh, she, uh, her eyes are involuntarily just closed as she is opening it up. Yeah, um, and uh, I think that because of how it's oddly balanced and very wet and sodden, some of the contents spill out onto the floor. There's an eyeball, a piece of an ear, a piece of a nose. Uh, the stocking is filled with gore. It's filled with pieces of people. Everybody in the ro room, please make a sanity roll for me. Oh, my God. Wait, before you do that, make an idea roll for me. Everybody? Yes, please. Just to put Kirsten in the scene, I think she walks back out of the kitchen with uh, scrambled eggs and a slice of Kraft Singles in between two strawberry Pop-Tarts. <laughs> I got a hard success on my idea. Yep, and got a hard success too. Fail. So if you got a, a success on your idea roll, uh, Nancy and Anne, you immediately recognize part of the face that has fallen out of the stocking. It belonged to Stephen, Lori's boyfriend. So your sanity roll is a little harsher than uh, <laughs> anybody else who makes their sanity roll. Of course it is. Yes, so everybody, please make your sanity rolls now. I failed. I have a hard success on sanity. Okay, good. Yep, same here. I, I never liked Stephen anyway. <laughs> this is not okay, and I am not okay. Okay, great. So if you su uh, succeeded, you'd lose one sanity. If you failed, you lose... Let's see, that's going to be two sanity. <sighs> Something terrible is happening to us. And that's Stephen, right? Yeah, I, Anne, Anne hasn't even registered that. She's just suddenly run out of the room, just running up to Laurie's room, uh, running up the stairs, just shouting for Laurie. Um, okay, uh, uh, that's, that's happening. Is anybody else doing anything while that's happening? Gina. Gina takes her wrench and is sure she, she saw the eyeball move and look at her. And so she just starts slamming at the eyeball. No! No! Nice. It explodes in a disgusting pop of aqueous fluid. She slumps onto the couch. The wrench falls from her hand. Oh, my God. Nancy or... Kirsten, anything before uh, we go back to Anne here running up to Lori's room? Nancy's hurriedly shoving 
the pieces back into the stocking so that Lori won't see it when she comes downstairs, but she's got blood on her hands and she's muttering to her, muttering to herself from uh, out damn spot from Macbeth <laughs> because she was in a production of it last semester. And it's the only thing running through her mind is like the, the blood on the hands. And so she's shoving these pieces back into the stocking, hoping Lori doesn't see them. What are you doing, Nancy? It's not a Mr. Potato Head. Leave it alone. <laughs> But the pieces are everywhere. Oh, uh, Mrs. Tully walks in with a plate of pan- a big tray of pancakes and coffee. And when she <laughs> sees what's happening, she immediately it all smashes to the floor, adding to the gore. There's now coffee and bits of syrup and pancake mixing with the blood and a disgusting morass. And now we cut back to Anne, who is running up the stairs to the second floor. Running to Lori's room, you throw open the door to Lori's room, Anne. Is that correct? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not pausing to knock or anything like that. This is this is, you know, too urgent. Lori lies in her bed, covered in blood. Her dead eyes stare blankly at the ceiling in an expression of stark horror. A glass unicorn from her collection of trinkets has its horn embedded in her chest. Please roll sanity. I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, that's a, a success. <laughs> a success, you lose one sanity. Yeah, I, I think you know, even with the success and the, the reduced sand loss as a result, everyone else hears this piercing scream coming from upstairs as Anne is just holding her head, staring at this scene of carnage. Very good. This wakes David up, who is immediately in the hallway beside Anne and immediately sees what Anne sees. And he rolls his sanity and he does well. He loses a point of sanity. I mean, Gina jumps off the couch, runs up the stairs to see what's happened next and is right behind David in the hallway. It's time for you to roll sanity as well, Gina, when you see this, you see this glass unicorn. It's definitely broken the, you know, the the sternum like and how savagely it was smashed into her chest. Just, oh, God. She, she promised me I could have that unicorn. I do not pass. <laughs> you do not pass. Uh, in that case, uh, I will roll some sanity loss for you, and that is that is uh, three sanity loss. And I want everybody to keep an eye on when they go indefinitely insane. Uh, it should say it on your character sheet. Uh, it, it says like insane with like a little uh, note. Uh, when you lose that uh, that twenty percent, you have uh, gone indefinitely insane. Okay. Um, uh, so Gina, David, and Anne are standing outside of Lori's room, screaming, screaming. Mrs. Tully, Nancy, this is an emergency. Uh, we we need to call my dad. What? Oh, who's your dad? Um, he's just like a do-it-yourselfer. He knows what to do. <laughs> he, he can put this face back together. We should call the police. Well, let's ask my dad. Hadn't we better call the cops, Kirsten? That's what I just said, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, fine, call the cops and then we'll call my dad. He'll get out here faster. Mrs. Tully, her hand shaking, reaches for the rotary phone hanging from the wall between the living room and the kitchen. She pulls it to her ear and goes, There's nothing. No dial tone. The line's been cut. 
I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably just all the snow and everything. Uh, Upstairs, running into the dead girl's bedroom and is just inconsolably screaming, weeping with her hands on the glass unicorn, trying to pull it out. It's <laughs> just like, oh, I'll fix it! Uh, you find where there is written in blood on her wall the word naughty. Oh. <gasps> naughty! <laughs> uh, she's just hyperventilating, screaming, crying, and, and sees this, and it's just still there panicking. Nancy's running upstairs now. Oh. Uh-oh. And I think, weirdly, seeing Gina melting down like that, Anne has suddenly gone calm <laughs> and just goes over and puts a hand on Gina's shoulder and says, look, we've got to get out of here. If this is if this is murder scene and it's a murder scene, the, the, the cops are going to want to look at it and you're getting fingerprints on everything. Look, we've got to get out of here. And Gina's friends are everywhere on this body now, but she turns with bloody hands and embraces Anne so tightly in a hug and says, I'm so sorry, Lori. I'm so, I yelled at her and I fucked her boyfriend and I'm so sorry, Lori. I didn't mean any of it. It's, 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 all, it's all right. It's all right, Gina. You fuck everyone's boyfriends. Oh, no. It wasn't personal. <laughs> Nancy, as you approach, as you approach, David turns around saying, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then when he sees you, he goes, no, no, babe, don't look. And he like uh, tries to pull you away from the door so that you can't look inside. And in true slasher movie style, I'm just going to sort of move him away because I have to see. I have to know what's happening. (laughs) I'm the naughty one. (laughs) You're able to push him away. Uh, you uh, see Gina holding the uh, gore-covered body of Lori. Gina now also covered in blood. Um, a glass unicorn lay on the bed. Uh, it's horn encrusted with gore, and you may roll your sanity. Gina, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> I'm just screaming, crying. I can't even deny it. I passed my sanity roll somehow. <laughs> you lose one point of sanity. I feel like Laurie deserves better than all of us past cast <laughs> I, I, Maybe Laurie wasn't well-liked. Yeah. Oh. But she is dead now. Oh, no, 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 not at Christmas. She's <laughs> yeah. family. We gotta tell her family. They're, they're expecting her. And we gotta tell them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to call the police. The police will tell them. The police are good at that kind of thing, right? Just sadly, we'll we'll take Anne's hand and, and walk towards the rest of the group because we don't know the phone line's cut yet. Yeah. So um, descending the stairs uh, back to where Mrs. Tully and Kirsten are standing by the phone, you learn that the phone line has been cut. No, no, I know what to do. And almost as if for dramatic effect... Kirsten runs to the front door and throws it open, staring out into the storm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Kirsten, the uh, snow is in banks. Um, mm. The uh, one car, which is, I believe, Gina's Plymouth, where you were going to drive everybody to the bus station, is covered in a bank of snow. Uh, and uh, the campus, which is, uh, you know, uh, like a, a main thoroughfare across the road, is just, uh, just 
you can't even see the buildings anymore almost. It just looks like igloos, just piles of snow. Kirsten pauses and thinks for a moment, then turns back to the group and says, Gina, you have to go get help. You can do it. You can get the Plymouth started. And if you can't, you can just run across the snow. I know you can do it. Wait, why can't you run across the snow? As I'm wearing my pink lingerie covered in blood and gore. <laughs> well, you're, you're a better athlete than I am. I think it makes sense, right? She looks down at her super ripped body and is like, oh. <laughs> Touches her curlers, grabs her wrench and says, I'll do it. And she's going to grab like a long coat hanging by the door as she steps out, but still just bunny slippers on her feet. <laughs> okay. Uh, great. You should know that the snow is so heavy that physical activities will be hard. Okay. Uh, and uh, you walk out and uh, immediately your feet are freezing in your bunny slippers. Your bunny slippers are sodden. You're kind of trying to jump from like, you know, a little uh, clear spot of sidewalk to clear spot of sidewalk, but it, it's not quite working. It's just impossible. And you arrive at your 1974 Plymouth and um, it is covered in snow. It would need to be shoveled out. I start Digging with my wrench towards the door handle. <laughs> Your wrench is not a very good uh, shovel. <laughs> you do know that there is a shovel in the garage. Okay. Uh, I, I start wading my way through the snow to the garage. Kirsten, you owe me. Somehow I've lit another cigarette. <laughs> like no one even saw it be lit or knows where I have a pocket to keep them but it's hanging out of my mouth now. Kirsten turns back to Nancy and Anne and says, she'll be okay. She's, she's really fit. Uh, she <laughs> told me it's all the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs jazzercise when you could jazzercise while you're sleeping with other people's boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, think, you think it's a good idea for her to be out there by herself? There's, there's a killer around. Killer? What? No, that was, a, that was a prank. The eyeball, really? As you say that, you see her in the distance, just like swinging the wrench with every step through the deep <laughs> snow. <sighs> Maybe someone should be out there with her. I mean, I've seen Friday the 13th. She definitely doesn't have any virgin plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. it's a good idea, Nance. Go ahead. I won't let the story shame me. I am body positive and sex positive, she says to herself for some reason. <laughs> so um, Mrs. Tully says, uh, 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 I I'm going to go uh, back upstairs and get some things, uh, uh, maybe some some coats and things, and we can see if we can walk to the, the campus. Uh, and uh, Mrs. Tully uh, runs upstairs. Gina, you have come to the uh you have come to the garage door which is down would anybody uh, who is joining uh, gina someone said they were joining nancy said someone should <laughs> hey D davy you should go help her with your big strong muscles you can you can dig us out yeah davy i am against her better judgment well while they're trying to pressure davy into doing this <laughs> Anne has just sighed grabbed her coat and is heading out <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, and Davey, like, kind of, uh, you know, he, he has to be convinced uh, a little bit, but then he finally, uh, well, let's see, actually, does someone want to convince him? He's like, Gina's got it. Come on, she'll be safe out there. 
I'm gonna pat his his biceps and like, oh, but babe, with your your strength and just how how amazing you are, you know, you're so strong. You're so much stronger than anybody else here. I'm sure you can you can do it for me. Show me, show me again, just how strong you are. I don't know. Make a charm roll with a bonus die. I mean, I wanted to do it when you said that. <laughs> I am strong. No, that's a fail. I'll spend four points of luck. Okay, great. No problem. You spend four points of luck, and he very begrudgingly is like, fine, fuck it, and uh, <laughs> walks out and is uh, pushing through the snow to the garage door. And Gina <laughs> and Dave stand in front of the garage door where they can grab a snow shovel. Is it open? We can get we can get the garage door open. Would you like to would you like to open it? Okay, yeah. Um I'm going to open it. You throw open the garage door and here in the garage there is no car. There is a lot of old stuff, you know, old bicycles, old lamps for some reason. Uh there's also a bench where the local handyman sometimes does repairs on the house, uh, a workbench. And on that workbench there is a saw covered in blood and on that work table is julian's head roll sanity <laughs> why didn't anybody ask where julian was when we started finding bodies <laughs> i'm gonna roll for dave fail oh fail which seems entirely appropriate yes it does seem entirely appropriate and those of you that fail lose four sanity each so here's the problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've lost nine and eight was my insane temporary insanity level. You are indefinitely insane. I am going to rule that you can stay in the game, but you cannot act rationally or necessarily with survival <laughs> or uh, care for others as your main <laughs> motivation. That's a big change. Big change for Gina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the nursing student who has high first aid, yeah, that's uh, that's a setback. <laughs> no, Julian. We never slept together, Julian. <laughs> we never... <laughs> Anne is similarly distraught, even though she's not indefinitely insane. She She goes over and picks up Julian's head from the table and just lifts it up and looks in his eyes and and just on the verge of a cry i mean she's she's not screaming yet but it's it's just on the verge looks him at the eyes and says you can't be dead we're having a baby and then just throws the head down <laughs> and and storms out of the garage Tina's jaw is on the floor that is some juicy gossip yeah, Gina is kind of just losing it. Um, Anne uh, has thrown the head to the ground. David, uh, David is uh, keeping it together, and he's like, "Fuck, let's just get out of here. Let's just, let's just, let's just run as fast as we can. Let's get the car." Wait, get the shovel, David. He grabbed, he grabs a snow shovel. He absolutely does. There's also kind of like a, a normal like dirt shovel there, uh, and he hands that to Anne, and he runs out, and he begins. Oh, I I, I, Anne, Anne is not taking the shovel. She's just going back into the house. Oh, very good. Um, uh, Gina, what are you going to do? You're another one that's out there. Uh, he is uh, he is going out and he's starting to shovel the snow off of the car. 
I stand lingering in the garage for a moment, staring at Julian's corpse, look over my shoulder and see that I'm alone. And then quickly, I'm just going to manically, my eyes wide, my jaw hanging open, cigarette still poised on the lip, just like stuck there. I want to look around the garage just visually, just to see if there's anything else, any more blood and gore that I could possibly um, let, help me go a little even crazier. Are there any like bloody footprints? Bloody footprints? That's a great question. And in fact, there are. Which way do they lead? Well, for you, they lead out of the garage and then out into a snowbank. Uh, like towards the car or away from it? Oh, you're not able to really kind of do this rationally. I'm telling you, Gina, <laughs> that you follow the footprints out of the garage and into a snowbank. I'll kill you! I run after it, swinging my wrench all the way. Okay. And I try to fight that snowbank. Yes, uh, run it. you run out and you, uh, you think you're following the footsteps at first, like you definitely have them in your vision, but they sort of sort of blur and overlap and uh, you lose a kind of a sense of time. And uh, soon when you kind of snap to again, you see that you, you know, you're, you're kind of like laying down on top of a snowbank. The snow is covering your shoulders. You're shivering. Give me a con roll. Okay. That's a hard success. Oh, very good. You're you're completely fine, and uh, you have a moment of clarity, so you can choose another action in a moment. But right now, I want to go back to, uh, well, let's see. I'm going to see how David's doing. Okay, and then I'm going to go back inside the house. What's everybody doing? Nancy decided to gingerly open that package that was addressed to her mm. because waiting for the car to be un-snow stuck and also this is creepy and weird and might as well figure out what's going on nancy your package was small and uh it just kind of jingle jangled inside and when you get it open there's a switchblade inside your skill to use this switchblade is 12 percent, and it will do (laughs) 1d4 damage anybody have any idea who left these things I, I, Anne, Anne has come back at this stage, and I, after her abstemiousness of the previous night, she's decided that she doesn't care about being a responsible mother now, so she's just grabbed some of the leftover booze from last night and is knocking it back, looks down at that and says, is, is this supposed to be some, some game of Clue that someone's playing with us? With the dead bodies? We got poison, we got the wrench, we got the knife, or we could find what what a gun and, what, what is it, a, a length of pipe in, in the other ones? Entirely possible. Or rope? Gina with the wrench in the garage. You could open them. Kirsten's not in this living area anymore. She told, uh, she told Miss Tully, like, I, I know what to do. And then she runs to her room where she has an IV. Mrs. Tully went upstairs. Uh, oh, she went upstairs. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So I told Nancy. I said to Nancy, like, I, I can fix this. I know what to do. She's an aspiring computer scientist. So she's going to run to her room where she has an IBM PC that hopefully still has a connection to ARPANET so she can talk to anybody who's at the university and ask for help. Not without a phone line, it won't. 
Oh, shit. That's right. The phone's dead. <laughs> yep. Not without a phone line, it won't. But you may make an electrical repair roll right now, my f- or, or just an idea roll, actually, Kirsten. I failed that incredibly. <laughs> Not a fumble, but I did, I did roll in the 90s. Okay, then I will just tell you this. You believe that with your, uh, with your acumen, you might be able to repair the phone line. Oh, okay. If there's a chance. It's not, like, it's not like definite. You have to go and look at what the damage is. And you know that that's around the back of the house. <laughs> yeah. So I think she kind of looks out the window of her room to see what she can see. And then she'll get really bundled up and maybe like three sweaters, boots, and run out, run out to the back. Kirsten's room is on the front of the house beside Lori's. Lori's is the first one at the top of the stairs. And then uh, then uh, Kirsten's is the next one. And looking out, you see that David has almost completely gotten the snow off the car. And then you see him turn to everybody and go, come on, let's go. The car's the car's I, I uncovered. Let's go. I think Gina feels when she hears that yelling, lying in the snow, looking up at the, the white cloudy sky. Um, feels her keys in her coat pocket. Oh, that's good. Um, uh, now, uh, the rational thing to do would be to go and take the keys to David, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the rational thing to do would be right now. Yeah. So I'm going to take off my bunny slippers and put them on my hands and just take a closer look at them. Um, you continue to actually, uh, crawl through, if you don't mind me saying, you continue to crawl through the snow here and I, you can see more tracks, bloody tracks. I feel them and I think, yeah, 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 I'll get there. But first, I'm going to kill this motherfucker all by myself. And I keep crawling. <laughs> I leave the bunnies behind. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, and uh, you're not following the tracks or you are? You don't have I to. am following the tracks. You come to where the tracks um, uh, come to a long ladder that is hanging down. It is a rope ladder and is hanging down off the side of the chimney of the sorority house. A rope ladder from the chimney? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going up. Oh. <laughs> I'm barefoot now, uh, but wearing a coat, oh. still with curlers in my hair, and I, I take I take, a, meanwhile, I take that ladder. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in front of the house, David's like, come on, everybody, get in the car. Get in the car. As the keys continue to jangle inside of Gina's pocket. Gina, we need your keys. I ignore him as I start to sweat. Okay. Uh, and Kirsten and, uh, Nancy, what are you doing? Yeah, Anne is quite calmly just kneeling down on the carpet now and unwrapping the other presents. And she's doing it very neatly, you know, that <laughs> way that people do when they want to save the wrapping paper for later. <laughs> very good. Covered um, in blood. In, in, uh, in Kirsten's package, you find a set of handcuffs. The only package left is Lori's, and uh, as you unwrap that, um, it's a box, and whatever's inside feels, it sounds kind of floppy, or maybe it's like clothes, or like uh, something like that, Um, and then as you open it, I need you to make a hard dex roll. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Wow. I did not. I, 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 I missed badly. A copperhead snake snaps out 
and embeds its <laughs> fangs in your hand. <laughs> Floppy. Ooh, <laughs> you feel as fluid from inside of its uh, fangs injects into the veins of your hand. Immediately, your hand feels numb. A note falls out of the package that says naughty. <laughs> and uh, you need to now make an extreme constitution roll for me, Anne. Oof. Oh, yeah. Anne is staggering backwards at this stage, screaming, looking in horror at her hand, and then rolls 79 on her con oh. That is not good. <laughs> All right. So, Anne, you are now vomiting, having spasms, and there is yellow at the corner of your vision. Uh, <laughs> this is going to continue to go on for, uh, let's see, the next 10 hours, unless you <laughs> receive some sort of antidote or first aid. And as the night goes on, I'm just going to, or the day goes on, I'm just going to kind of give you damage every once in a while. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right. We have a trained nurse. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, am, yeah. you immediately take three damage, uh, and I need to roll sand as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'll do that. <laughs> I've rolled exactly by sand, so... Uh, exactly your sand is a success, so you don't need to take any additional sand loss for being bit by a copperhead snake, which was wrapped into a Christmas gift that was marked naughty. <laughs> I, I, I kind of I feel like I should, though. <laughs> if you would like to, go ahead and take one sanity. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel like I'd be cheating if I didn't. Yeah, no problem. Take a, take a one sanity hit. And uh, the copperhead snake slithers along the floor over to under the Christmas tree. Nancy is screaming seeing this, and uh, I'm going to grab the... We have a fireplace. There should be a poker, right? Oh, yeah. There is. Yes, and there is. So I'm going <laughs> to grab the poker and just go around like, trying to hit the snake and screaming the whole time. <laughs> Great. Go ahead and make a, um, a fighting... Poker? Fireplace poker roll for me, <laughs> which for you, I'm going to determine is what I put for the switchblade for you. It's going to be 12%. 12%. <laughs> this is going to go great, guys. Amazing. <laughs> yep, 87. So just ineffectually hitting the tree, hitting the floor, just... Wait, on, on the bright side, that tree's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't already. Uh, Nancy, mm. you smash your own foot, but don't worry. You don't take any Ow. damage. Um, mm. Okay. And uh, Kirsten, uh, oh, these guys are pretty much occupied. Uh, you've uh, <laughs> you determined that you, you, you might be able to fix the phone line. What are you doing now? You did give me a toolbox that's a gift from my father. So I think I'm running through the living room with the toolbox going, it's okay, I've got it. And then like leaping over Anne's body on the floor, just oblivious to all the events that are unfolding. <laughs> okay, so you're running out into the snow, okay? Yeah, with the toolbox. So you run out <laughs> into the snow and you see that David is like pulling on the car handle door going, fuck, Gina, Gina, like... We need the keys. And um, what are you going to do? Are you going to help him talk to him or are you going to just continue around at the back of the house? 
I don't think I'm skilled enough to hotwire a car, so I'm going to keep going for the phone lines. Okay, um, you run around toward the back of the house, and you uh, notice, no spot hidden roll necessary, A when you get to the side of the house, a ladder, a rope ladder leading up the side of the brick chimney of the house. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, <laughs> I think just noting that, but not climbing it. Um, okay. Do I see, do I see Gina? Uh, you do not. In fact, we cut to Gina now because Gina, you have achieved your climb and you are now uh, at the top. You are on the roof of the sorority house. Uh, it is a three story house. It is covered in ice. Uh, so your footing is not sure. And um, as and you approach, feet are starting to uh, get get frosty. <laughs> that is correct. Oh. As you uh, as you walk along, like sort of the spine of the roof, um, you see a dark shape huddled at the other end of the roof. And as you walk toward it, that dark shape stands up. And now, in the dim light of this snowy day, you see a man well over six feet tall in a Santa Claus suit with a big, <laughs> uh, a big bushy white beard, uh, just a very hefty, huge guy, and uh, he is holding an axe. And when he sees you, he goes, "Ho, ho, 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 ho!" What did you call me? <laughs> Amazing. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Down through the chimney with lots of toys. All for the little ones, Christmas joys. Did you leave the milk for Santa? I thought you left the milk. No, I never leave the milk. You always leave the milk. No, I don't. I leave the cookies, the ones with the reindeer nose. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Nobody left the milk? There's no milk. We need to get some milk. I know we need to get Santa some milk, but all we have is cream. What was that? Oh, gosh, it's Santa. Quick, get the cream. Think you'll care if it's half and half? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the house top, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolfpack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. 
or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.